This is Dan McCarthy, and you're listening to the Check-In Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My guest today is Michelle Fee of Cruise Planners. And before I introduce Michelle and play our conversation, I just want to highlight something that stuck out in my mind during the days after I was fortunate enough to speak with Michelle. I know there are so many factors that go into business and career successes, and I've heard a lot of those stories so far on this podcast. I've heard from people all over the industry about their love of travel driving their success, their family support helping them along the way, some fortunate breaks or lucky or chance meetings and others. But I think one thing that hasn't yet been mentioned or concentrated on that's also just incredibly important is knowing that things are ever changing and recognizing that your business has to do the same. I know it's obvious looking back at it, but anticipating change is something that's just absolutely incredibly important for so many businesses inside and outside of travel. If you look at the companies that dominate the North American business landscape, you'll see a list of names that are consistently ahead of the game and the names that aren't afraid to adapt, aren't afraid to change. You'll see companies like Apple that started out strictly as a computer company and now has a hand in almost every single aspect of consumers' lives, from watches to phones to what's talked about now is a, is a new Apple car on the road. There's companies like Nintendo that started out as a playing card company in 1889, or, or companies like Ford that is in the midst of its own transformation into an electronic vehicle company. You'll see some younger companies like Netflix, which started out as Blockbuster by Mail and is now winning major Hollywood awards for its content creation. You'll see some staples like Coca-Cola that started out in 1886 by a pharmacist who was trying to come up with a way to relieve headaches in, its, in his patients, and now has a long list of products on Wikipedia that takes a couple minutes to scroll down through. In this episode, Michelle speaks about that and she remembers starting Cruise Planners in 1994. She actually has this really great anecdote of having two phones on her desk when she was still working as a frontline travel agent and was still in the early stages of building the Cruise Planners business. But she says she speaks, she thinks about what's coming, how the agency model was going to shift and how she believed in her vision for the future and ran with it as a key to her success. 27 years and countless doomsday incidents and one big pandemic later, she and her business is still here, coming a long way from that initial group of five agents that she started out with. And that ability to see into the future, to go where the puck is going as to where the puck is, if I'm going to use a hockey reference, has helped Michelle throughout her career, whether it was growing cruise planners or guiding the company through the pandemic. While I've been fortunate enough to spend some time with other members of the cruise planners team, including Scott Kep, who was one of my earlier guests on this series and who just recently took, hold the, took home the Clio Lifetime Achievement Award, I haven't had the pleasure yet of meeting Michelle face to face in person, and I'm hoping and expecting that will change before the calendar flips to 2022. I really enjoyed speaking with Michelle, and I hope you enjoyed the following conversation. So let's check in with Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Doing well. How's everything in, in Florida? Well, um, we are in the Epic Center now for um, the COVID virus, but hopefully we're praying that we'll get through that soon. And yeah. let's get to the other side of this. And I know everybody's anxious to just get back to travel and get back to selling travel and get their customers back on ships and planes. And hopefully that will happen shortly. Now, I know, it, it, I assume that's a virtual background, right? It's, is that, or is that, are you in Cruise Planner's office right now? Well, I am in the office. We are all in the office. We came back in, in June. 
Um, so I have my entire team here. Oh, it must be nice. I mean, how was how was that in June? How was it coming back into the office and sort of seeing familiar faces? Was that I was think that a big everybody thing? was just ready for it? You know, certainly it was fun to work from home at times, but we've all had so many distractions. And you know, with trying to get us back on track, we kept most of our team. I mean, we slimmed down a little bit, but not as much as others. So we're just trying to prepare that when the actual boom hits and there are no more cancellations of, you know, itineraries or ships that we're ready to go. And I think we are. So it was really great to get back in. You know, we're, we're getting back into meeting rooms and, and the collaboration starting to happen. So it's been pretty exciting. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your background in travel because I know you're you're in a C-suite position with uh, with cruise planners and you've been with cruise planners for a long time. You started in the you started it, but yeah, I wanted to I talk about founders. Yep. Yeah, I want to talk about your background just because I know you have ex an experience that so many advisors can share um, as coming into the industry. And I know what your one of your first positions in travel was, was an agency owner. Is that correct? That's correct. I started my, I started as a travel advisor. So I think that is what makes me a little unique in the position that I'm in is that I don't have a finance background like most CEOs do. I literally came from the school of hard knocks. I did exactly what the agency community is doing. And so I know how to build a, you know, a business from scratch, deal directly with customers, you know, what you need to do to make sure that your business is a success. And so I think that's given me a leg up as far as working with independent contractors and franchise so what was what was it like? Do you remember your decision to start an agency? Do you remember your thinking behind getting into travel in the first place? Was it your love of travel or your love of cruises or, well, or was it something else? It's really funny because as a small child, my parents, they just weren't travelers. I think we went to New York to visit family okay. or Disney World, which is a three hour drive from us. So my love of travel really didn't happen until I was in travel. And I was lucky enough that my father knew someone and said he thought this would be a great business for his daughter to be in. And I thank him profusely today for doing that because I couldn't imagine doing anything else. But let me tell you a funny story because uh, it's really ironic that I'm in the cruise industry because my first cruise, and you will not remember this, because I am totally dating myself, was on a cruise line called Paquet. And it was on the SS Dolphin. I think, I think the ship was 12,000 tons. And, you know, everyone listening in could probably think like, wow, I think that's the size of a tender on a big ship. And it probably is. Um, but we, my husband and I decided to take this cruise and we walked into our cabin. The ship was so old that the beds were on opposite sides of the cabin and they were bolted down. <laughs> So I was like, okay, this is going to be a fun cruise. And our first night, the seas were so high and they definitely didn't have stabilizers. And so unfortunately, I spent the evening with the porcelain goddess <laughs> and my husband got to go have uh, dinner, but I was just so sick all night that I begged my husband on that first port, get me off. I want to go home. I'm never stepping on a ship again. And so I have to give my husband credit. He talked me into staying one more night. And he said, if, if, the, if it still happens, I promise you will fly home from the next port. And we had the best time from that point on. 
So I credit my husband for all of this success. He loves it, by the way. <laughs> Had he not talked me into staying on that ship, I would have never stepped foot on one again. And here I run one of the largest um, travel agencies in the country. <laughs> yeah. So was that was that's funny because I remember my parents took me on a cruise when I I don't even remember what age I was, but it wasn't it was a cruise line. I, I my my first cruise was on a cruise line that I don't think is any anymore in business it was uh the big red boat do you remember oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah absolutely warner yeah. brothers they had you know some fun people walking around that's cute yeah. that was fun it was fun to be on i definitely sailed on that as well that's funny yeah i didn't i that memory just came in my head when you were because i can't remember i i don't think i've thought about that for years but i remember i do remember my parents taking me on the big red boat and i i think we have photos of it somewhere i'm sure that's but so uh fun. it is fun yeah yeah, thankfully the cruise lines have evolved and now we've got these super incredible ships with bells and whistles that, you know, are just, you know, they, they definitely want people to come back and, and cruise again. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to talk about, I want to talk about cruising and your love of cruising too, but so your agency was, it was called Friendship Friendship Travel, is that right? Friendship travel, that is correct. And what kind of, what kind of uh, itineraries or, or vacations did you sell and who was your typical customer? Do you remember? Well, it's funny back then, and I am going to be prehistoric at this point. <laughs> because we literally had terminals on our desk. So the bulk of our business was airline tickets, rental cars, hotels, you know, cruising was in its infancy. There weren't, you know, any of these mega ships out there. Um, so, you know, and we were brick and mortar. People, you know, walked into the agency and sat down and we planned their trips, but there was no internet at the time. And that's when I realized things started to change is, you know, when that evolved and people would walk into my agency and say, Michelle, I found it on the internet. And I remember thinking, what the heck's the internet? I don't even know what that is. And I'm thinking, oh, people aren't going to book travel, you know, on a computer themselves. Nobody even had a computer back then. And so I realized at that point in time, you better, you know, figure out how you're going to re-evolve in the industry or you're not going to be here. And so that's when Cruise Planners uh, was founded is because we realized we had to go in a different direction. I hear that from advisors a lot because the conversation, especially over the last couple of years, has been about sort of the resilience of the trade. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely valid conversation to have. But yeah, the Internet, it must have it, advisors have obviously succeeded with the internet but it, at the time i imagine it must it must have definitely been a worry for the community that this could change a lot of things and i'm sure it did change a lot of things it totally changed a lot of things the airlines went you know completely online and therefore you know there was zero commission to any travel advisor that booked an airline ticket so that was the bulk of our business so you know, we had to redefine who we were and, you know, how we were going to make our way through all of this. And, you know, I'm pretty proud today to say we've not only ha have been able to stick with it, but we've been hugely successful in doing so. Yeah. So, so cruise planners started in 1994. Is that, is that right? That's correct. 1994. Okay. So it's been 27 years. 27 years. 27 good years. math. Good math. Yeah. You're almost, so you're almost at 30 years, 30 years is going to be a big milestone. Then it's 2024 is going to mark 30 years. That's right. And, you know, if I go back to 1994, we started our first class with five agents. We just went out in this magazine and we said, do you want to be a travel agent? Basically, you know, contact us, fly to Florida, 
you know, we'll teach you how to do that. And we did have a back office system, but understand no cruise line, no tour company, none of them had terminals for people to book through. So everything was phone driven. Um, we rented a van for the five people. We took them on ship inspections. And from that point on, we built this company one class at a time. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I get to a hundred agents, just a hundred agents, we are gonna be one of the big guys. And of course we surpassed that number years ago. And I always realized if you stop growing, you just stop, you know, your business is never going to succeed. Um, but never, never in my wildest dreams did I ever expect the company to be this amazing. And I must say, and I've got to credit the people here at my on my home office team. They match up. They are they are by far the best team in the industry, and we have the best advisors. <laughs> well, that's so funny. Five people at first. Do you do you do you still have a relationship? I'm just curious with those five people that you that you had in the in the in the bus or the, our, the van. Well, our number one agent, our first agent, is still with us. Oh we pretty much make him feel special at every convention <laughs> and share that information that he's in the house. He's a super great guy. He's in our millionaire club. He's told me as well. He was a travel advisor and and in his past. And so when he joined cruise planners, he did have a little bit of experience. And he said, I never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought that I can grow my business to what it is today. Wow. That, yeah, that is certain, that is a special thing to have too. someone, mm -hmm. not just an employee, but someone who's, who's voluntarily had that relationship with you and with your company for, for, again, we talked about 27 years is a long time to, to stick <laughs> around. For sure. So when you were starting, I'm, I wanted to ask about your relationship with cruising, which we which we touched upon. Um, I mean, the company's called Cruise Planners. I mean, what was was it just a love of cruises or was it an opportunity you saw for business uh, back in 1994 that you started and you called the company Cruise Planners? Yeah, when we first started, we really thought that cruising was going to be the way that we would grow this business. And we weren't necessarily going to sell other travel, but, you know, a year or so in, we realized, okay, we can't send the Smiths who just booked a cruise with us down the street to book their tour package. They might never come back to book another cruise with us. So a year or so in, we realized, okay, we need to rethink this. And so from that point on, we've opened ourselves up and we book, we're a full service agency. Um, I always like to say, don't let the name fool you. We are the number one seller of sandals in the world. And our agents do an amazing job. Some of them fully just concentrate on booking land, all inclusives, um, and others, you know, have a, a bigger sense of cruise uh, bookings, but, you know, it's, it's, it's never one size fits all anymore. We make sure that we've got everything for any agent that wants to um, be part of our company, that they can grow their business in different directions and as long as they continue to be successful. Well, I'm, I'm just curious is, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you could even play favorites, but would, is, is cruising your favorite segment in travel? Is that, is that something you would feel comfortable saying? Um, I think, you know, I love cruising. Yeah. Um, I, truly, I just got off my first ship and sailed uh, two weeks ago and first time in 18 months. So it was an extremely emotional <laughs> 
reunion. I was so happy to be on board. What um, uh, what ship were you? Were you? I went on Windstar. Okay. I had never been before, um, and you know, it just seemed like the perfect fit for the time. I <laughs> sailed. I flew over to Saint Martin. It was. I went. We went island hopping. It was very relaxing, and it was just what I needed. Um, and I know all of our agents are out there. They're all boarding ships. I could see them on Facebook from Greece to Miami to, you know, going out of Seattle to uh, Alaska. People are definitely back to cruising, but I love all kinds of travel. Certainly I'm on a ship, you know, a few times a year, but I also like to explore the world and places that, you know, you can't necessarily go to by a ship. You know, I loved Africa, you know, um, there's, I, I trekked with Gorilla and Rwanda in 2019. So things that, you know, you, you have to have a land tour to get to or, or to do. So, and I, I enjoy going to a sandals and sitting by the pool and relaxing a little bit as well. I wanted to ask a little more about uh, starting Cruise Planners in 1994, because I've, I've spoken to a couple of people who consider themselves like true, pure entrepreneurs. And in my head, the question I've always had is like, what is the what is the risk tolerance like for, for starting a big company, for I, for putting yourself on the line, whether it's, you know, investments, your own your own money on the line or or other people's investments on the line? I mean, what is what is sort of the process in your head for making a leap and taking a giant leap of faith to start a company? So I will say at the time I was a travel advisor and I had a family owned travel agency. So we realized we couldn't just jump into uh, over to cruise planners. We didn't know what direction that was going to go in and how that was going to pan out. So we kind of started the business all while still doing and be, and being a travel advisor. So in between, you know, we're, we're working on cruise planners all while still helping customers with their airline tickets and their hotel stays. Um, and what we did is we, I actually had two phones on my desk. This is pretty funny. So I answered one French of travel. Can I help you? And I would book you an airline ticket or a cruise or anywhere you wanted to travel. And the other one, I answered cruise planners and we were helping our agents build their businesses. But again, think back then there was no, you know, Google, there was no internet, nobody had websites. So I think I got into the business timing is everything they say. And certainly it worked for me. It was at a time where the investment wasn't that huge to, you know, get into the business today to, you know, unfortunately, you, you know, there are a lot of other host and franchise companies. So for somebody who wants to start and become a host, you've got a real upward hill to climb. Um, we didn't have to come out of the gate with, you know, software or websites or, you know, marketing, it, you know, it was very, very, very limited. And we did that for three years until we realized, okay, Cruise Planners is a viable company. We are going to close down the full service travel agency and just focus now on Cruise Planners. And was that, was that a hard decision to make to close an agency? You've spent so much time growing well, and we, building. We, well, we brought over some aspects of it. Obviously, some of the cruise business came over and then we delved it out to some of the agents at the time. 
but no, we were ready for, you know, this um, amazing new career that we've kind of carved out. And again, if we decided we were going to keep the travel agency, I think we would not be here today. We'd be dinosaurs. We'd be extinct. We weren't, you know, we, we weren't going down the path of, of, of becoming what the new world of travel was and the new world of travel was leaning towards home-based you know uh getting people who can market and sell for you in different parts of the country and not sit and wait for people to walk through your door because that just wasn't happening anymore it is but i mean it's still uh 27 years later you're you're you're, you're you've been incredibly successful cruise planners have been incredibly successful too um and it's funny because the pandemic, I, I assume in 10 or 20 years is going to be spoken about as this hugely consequential event, this this thing that's shaped businesses and shaped personal lives and sh people's decisions everywhere. Um, but 27 years, I assume there's been some bumps in the road for cruise planners too, despite the incredible amount of success you've had. And I'm curious if you could tell us some of, some of, a little bit about any of those events. Or were there any big events that stick out in your mind as hugely consequential moments in your career? You know, there's nothing that could even come close to, you know, this whole entire pandemic, nothing. I mean, we lived through 9-11, we lived through the crash of the market, and those were so short-lived compared to this, and you can prepare for that. And I remember when, you know, we heard that everything was closing down, you were going to have to go home, you were going to have to work from home. I thought to myself, oh my God, how am I going to run this business for the next eight weeks? from my house. I just could not imagine it. And it was like a year and a half that we did that. And I'm thankful that we're all back in the office right now. And, you know, everybody seems to be excited to be here to get, you know, back to business and, but there's nothing that could come closest. So, you know, this has been, I don't even know if this is a hurdle because it, it, to me, this has just been, it's, it, I'm probably speaking on behalf of all agents, advisors, owners of agencies, host agencies, that this has just been horrific, you know, and, but what I will say is that we're resilient. I can't believe I thought there would be a lot more fallout. There has not been people have figured out how to get through this. I keep talking to my agents. I think we're now in the fourth quarter at the end of the fourth quarter, and we're just about ready, hopefully to finish this game and move on. And so, but the resilience of people has been amazing. Yeah. Well, was there any big, you mentioned working from home for eight weeks and that was something you were nervous about. I mean, Aside from, I guess we can talk about sort of the fallout in a second, but I mean, was there any big adjustments that you had to make just simply having to work from, from somewhere else that's not an office? Um, that's not well, traditional. Yeah, your sure. None of, you know, I'm, I'm sure most people out there, we didn't even know what Zoom was. We kind of <laughs> heard of it, but we had never really, you know, I've never even clicked on the link before. So Teams and Zoom and all of those things that helped us along the way. Without them, we've all said, I don't know how we would have done this. We, you know, as with most, we had Zoom meetings with all of our agents, you know, we, we break them up into what we call stars groups. And we were talking to each one of them individually. We're saying to them to please send in your questions. We'll answer whatever we can. Every Monday and Friday when it started, we, we 
we tried to do a video to tell them what's happening, where are we at, what do we need to do to get through this. Now we, believe it or not, we're still doing them. We're doing them every other Friday. We have a guest on board. We had every president of every cruise line of every tour company just to try to help us better understand where are we at with this? You know, how do we handle it? What do we do with their future cruiser tour credits? Um, you know, what can we do to keep our customers interested in travel. And I will say that 2022, and I'm sure this is for most, is off the charts. We're 45% ahead of where we were in 2019 as far as future bookings. So we're waiting. We, we know that 2022 is gonna be the year of travel. We are going to be back in business. Um, I believe sometime in the spring, this should be completely behind us. That's what I'm hearing. So we're crossing our fingers and everything else just to um, hopeful that we, we will be back up and running um, full speed. Yeah, we, it was fun. we had the same thing we had. I mean, I remember when things were shut down in New York, it was, oh, well, it's going to be, you know, the thought in people's heads where it's going to be a long couple of weeks or a long four weeks and then it's stretched. It's just... Uh, it just seems how naive I was at the beginning of this, that it's, it's stretched this long, but it is people, especially in this industry, people have been incredibly resilient and, and been able to make the adjustments that seemed unfathomable before COVID. Um, totally, totally. Yeah. And I mean, so you're, if you're 27, at least 27 years in the business and you're going to make three decades, um, for someone who's been in the business that long and has connections to not only industry, but the people who make up the industry, I'm curious, how, how did the shutdown and how did the fallout from COVID personally affect you? I mean, did you, was it difficult to see people in the industry struggling or hear from people, hear from your agents? Was that, was, were those difficult conversations to have? They were definitely, you know, people were panicked as myself, you know, I literally, um, was making sure that I was talking to my finance team every week, where are we at, what do we need to do? How are we gonna get through this? Will we get through this? And thankfully, Knockwood today, I feel so blessed that, you know, um, we're, 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 com we're completely through it. We're already starting, we're out of the red, we're starting to, and I'm not gonna say that we're hugely profitable every single month, but bills are paid, agents are paid, everything is going in the right direction. So we know now we feel, we feel like we can sit back and just go, woof, thank you. <laughs> um, but those first few months were pretty difficult and our agents as well, like, you know, oh my gosh, recall commissions and, you know, things were happening, people were canceling. Um, and I think we were always you know, like, you know, trying to run a race and we were never getting to the finish line because it was okay, this is only going to last until June and then we're going to be back in the water and, you know, this is going to be behind us. Then it was September, then it was December, then it was January or February, and literally the first ship hit the water the last week of June of this year. If we knew that up front, I think we would all have been all have possibly imploded. But being that we just kept chasing, you know, the carrot per se, um, it kept us going. It kept us, you know, looking for the future, talking to our consumers, rebooking them. And, you know, I, I know there's been so much that the agents and advisors have had to deal with, with the rebookings, the angry customers. So, you know, we were trying to do everything we could to 
help them along the way, being proactive, helping communicate to their consumer, taking on all the future cruise credits. We, we actually built a tool for that to make sure that our advisors didn't have to worry about reminding their customers that they have a future cruise credit. We were doing that for them with that specific vendor, whether it be cruise or tour. Um, we built a whole all-inclusive um, tool because so many of our agents were so cruise-centric, they had no idea that when Mexico yeah. opened and yeah. Dominican Republic opened and all of those um, islands where Jamaica, where they were all-inclusives, well, which one do I send my customer to? I don't know the first thing about any of them. So we built an entire tool so they can go and, and process. I have a, a, a family or a honeymooner or whatever it may be. What is the perfect property? And so we were helping them, you know, at least figure out, you know, which direction they go when they're talking or speaking to their customers. So it's been a lot, you know, we, yeah. I, I laughed, we, we were selling, um, you know, things that we would never have thought of selling uh, two years ago, we call it BC, and that's okay. before COVID. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's been, a, it's been one of those things that hopefully in a couple of years, we could laugh at, but right now, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not too laughable. Hey, you mentioned uh, you mentioned dealing with customers and dealing with angry customers who maybe aren't able to get funds back from airlines or or from other suppliers. I mean, did did you having a courier agent yourself and having to talk to your agents? I'm curious what advice you would have for people who who are dealing with an angry customer on the other on the other end of a telephone line. Yeah, we were giving them talking points, and then we were going out and fighting the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, when there were scenarios where people weren't getting refunds. We were using the cruise planner muscle to try to get the refunds for those clients. And I must say that, you know, most cruise and tour companies, you know, I, when it first happened, just the, you know, we were, we were giving talking points to the agent, like, you know, this will pass, but there is so many refunds trying to be processed at once that, you know, systems couldn't work that quickly and not only just on you know the vendor side but then even the credit card processing uh plants they they couldn't keep up with the amount of refunds that are coming through so we just asked people for their patience we were sending out notes to customers on behalf of agents thankfully that's pretty well pretty far from that and you know today things are happening a lot quicker yeah, I know. I know a big conversation in the early stages of COVID was chargebacks because a lot of customers were were using the credit card, whatever muscle they had on their credit card company to to get money back, and a lot of that fell to the a lot of that burden fell to the advisor. Um, so the advisors were in such a difficult situation early in COVID, and the people who've made the ones who've made it through, the ones who have succeeded and are starting to excel now. I think they're just like incredible, incredibly patient people, and in, they're incredibly good business people too to be able to sort of hey, make true. it through. And guess what? Where do you think, you know, those customers are going to reach out to all those customers that want to do the DIY thing, do it yourself. When this all hit, they also had to figure out how to get their refunds and, you know, how to rebook themselves, where if you booked with a travel advisor, you know, they did it for you. They were on the seven hour hold times. And unfortunately, that is still happening at uh, with some vendors. So I hope that gets a little bit better. So I, I know that advisors are going to be 
at the top of the list when people start rebooking. I, I, and I really hope I, I, I believe so too. And I hope it, it even goes further than that. Um, but I just have a few more questions before I let you go and don't take up your whole morning, but I'm curious because you have such a long career in travel. Is there any hobbies or anything you're passionate about outside of your work or outside of the travel industry that, that you, you, uh, you want to share? You know, I've got grandkids and kids. It did allow me during the pandemic to hang out with them a lot more. So that was, really fun. But the one thing that happened just when COVID happened was I realized I kind of like to bake. Okay. <laughs> and I started just making this sweet stuff. And so now I'm obsessed with YouTube baking videos. Yeah. You know, yeah. learning how to make all fun kind of cakes and cream puffs. And, you know, my poor family, I, each week they have to give me the thumbs up or thumbs down, <laughs> whether, you know, I made something really yummy or something really gross. Other than that, I'm, I'm ready to get back to my real passion, which is travel. And so I've, I've dipped my toe in with one cruise, but I'm very hopeful that the next few months I'll be booking a lot more trips. Well, do you have any, do you have any plans right now to travel? Is there, is there anything next up on the agenda? Yeah, we've got a top producer trip that we're going to Mexico and another one in Mexico. We're doing our big convention in October in Mexico and then some little travel around uh, the states the end of the year uh, just to meet up with family for holidays and next year we we um, are going on a river cruise for our top producer trip I believe that's sometime in March so you know we chartered the uh, whole entire uh, river cruise uh, ship and we're going to be excited to be back in Europe yeah, back in Europe is somewhere I would very much like to be too. Uh, I'm very anxious to get back over to Europe. Uh, yeah, so I only have a couple more questions. I wanted to ask you just because uh, this is a conversation again I've had with a couple other people on on this on this program. Is uh, did you ever did you have a mentor in your career ever that that you sort of leaned on to give you advice or to guide you in making big decisions? Yeah, I'm not sure I actually had a mentor. I had a lot of people that have helped me along the way. Um, I've had a lot of people that I could reach out and ask different questions to, like, what would you do in this scenario? Or do you think I'm going down the right path by doing this? But I think mistakes are, you know, things I, and, and, you know, it's people don't realize when you're in business, you are going to make mistakes. And I always tell people that. But you can't you got to make more right decisions than you do bad decisions, but you are gonna make some bad decisions. And I know I have as well, but I've obviously made more right ones than wrong ones. But during the pa pandemic, I think it's been really amazing to see how many people have reached out just to see how I was. So I tried to do the same thing by checking on others, you know, not just our advisors, but some of our partners or even our competitors. You know, we're all on advisory boards. We really like each other and it's just like, Hey, I'm checking in to see how you're doing. You know, I always say travel's going to heal. Um, and I, for one, I want to be known as that company that helped bring travel back. Um, and then like, my last question is, I mean, you talked about mistakes. Uh, do you have any advice for people who are either starting out their careers in travel or are stuck at a point in their careers? Do you have any advice about being okay with making mistakes or being okay with risk taking or anything that you think has been particularly powerful for you? I mean, being in business, there is some risk and you just got to figure out if the, the reward is worth the risk. Um, I say go for it. I always tell people that um, you can always find a reason why you can't do something. 
but I always like that Nike quote, just do just it, do it. Yeah. you know, you'd yeah. be surprised what can happen when you don't box yourself in. And, you know, so th I always say think outside the box and that's when you become successful. Do, I always told our advisors, do something once a month that's different or you're uncomfortable with maybe, you know, getting up and talking in front of a group or making phone calls to, you know, cold call people that, you know, travel, something that you haven't tried before. You know, I had one agent years ago that said she was going to commit to get out of her office once a month like a bridal show, a mall trade show, you know, calling people, anything, but she was going to commit to doing one thing or one event each month. Today, she's in our Millionaires Club. She's incredibly successful. Um, and so I love learning from them as well. Our advisors are pretty smart people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. don't sweat the small stuff. Um, I'm one of those people that always like um, for things to work out perfectly. But over the years, I realized I got to cut myself a break because they don't always work out perfectly. And in travel, that's probably more so than not. Um, and I realized that things that I really worried about or stayed up at night thinking about that happened last week, this week doesn't really seem like it's a big deal at all. So it's just don't sweat that small stuff, figure it out, move forward, and then go right back to you know, making sure you're going for it, whatever it may be. Yeah. Give yourself those marks. Like, where do I want to be in the next three months, six months, nine months? Yeah. And I, yeah, that, I, I ask people for advice and all these, and I, part of it is a selfish reason, just so I could try to steal people's advice myself too. And that, that's something I'm definitely going to keep in mind too, because I think we all have the small stuff that, that disrupts sleep and that's never a good thing. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But I want to thank you again. I'll go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I always say my motto is just, you got to show up. Okay. You know? And I tell people cruise planners was not definitely not an overnight success. I had, when we started in 1994, I had so many vendors turn me down. They didn't think that the home-based model was worth their investment. And today, every one of them <laughs> are running and banging at our doors at this point. Um, but as much as people said, you can't do that. I thought to myself, oh, yes, I can. Well, it is, it is an incredible story. 27 years is a long time to be in business. And it's something to be, I think, incredibly proud of. And again, I, I, we spoke about it at the beginning of the call, but cruise planners, you, you've built such an amazing team. Everyone's so friendly and so I inviting to speak to. And uh, I can't thank you enough for, for letting me talk to you today and letting me sort of get to know you a little bit uh, this morning. Well, thank you, Daniel. Yeah, and I very much hope, you know, someday soon, I'm sure I'll see you uh, in person and uh, we can sort of share a greeting, an actual in-person greeting. Would Absolutely. Be, would be nice. High fives. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, Michelle. And again, yeah, I hope to, hope to see you very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.